This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, it is Thursday and you know what that means. That means we bring back our expert, Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we saw a, what I would perceive to be a pretty scary unemployment number this morning, new claims. Didn't quite hit a million, but damn, got close. 965,000. Did you see that number this morning? I, I did indeed see that number, uh, and uh, so here it is once again. You got it right. Wall Street got it wrong. Uh, the the expect the expected number was eight hundred thousand, yeah, and it's nine sixty five instead. Uh, and uh, you know, color me not shocked by this. <clears throat> this is where uh, really expected things to be going, given the surge of COVID cases that's going on and the restrictions that have been coming into to play. Uh, now the restrictions, the, the most of the upswing in unemployment has come from states that, with more restrictions. However, just given the number of COVID cases throughout the country, it is also affecting states that have not been as restrictive. So there was big surges of unemployment in Texas and Florida, uh, just as, uh, because people are just not going out, right? Because of yeah. the surge in cases. So um, <clears throat> hospitality took a huge hit uh, and it continues to suffer. And, uh, you know, so this is uh, not yeah. welcome news. Uh, meanwhile, Wall Street celebrates everything that happens, you know, for as far as Wall Street is concerned, everything is great. Right, unemployment rises. Okay, that means we'll get more stimulus. It'll go up. Unemployment yeah. falls. Okay, that companies will make more money. It'll go up. Uh, so, nothing, nothing can, uh, nothing can derail the stock market at the moment, except when it just stops yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but this... yes, unemployment is is really uh, clearly an, a, a big issue, and. Uh, you know, we, we know that more stimulus is coming. I think that's why people are not freaking out about it yet. But uh, there is, you know, I saw a, an article today on, on uh, Seeking Alpha arguing that the last stimulus bill, the 900 billion that was passed is too little too late to arrest what's going on because the real issue is getting COVID under control, right? And, um, which, you know, as I've mentioned on this show before, when I had Ryan Severino, who's the chief economist for Jones Lang LaSalle on my mastermind day in October, he said repeatedly, the, the, the recession is the pandemic until we whip the, the, the pandemic, we will not fix the recession. And so, and I think that continues to be true in it, either, you know, the vaccines get rolled out and we finally whip it or we conjure up the political and social will to just bite the bullet and do something about it. Uh, but until either one of those things happens, uh, you know, we're just going to be in this holding pattern of, uh, you know, continuing unemployment claims and, uh, and a 
you know, an economy that is on life support. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things in this number that are, are truly horrific. I mean, and the number's bad. Um, I think there's a couple of things kind of underlying it. First off, the fact that Wall Street got it wrong by 20%. You know, they, they right. expected 800 and came in at 965. The other thing is, I think this validates the trend that you and I have been talking about since Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, it's a very noisy data collection, right? Holiday shutdowns, data collection at the state level. Uh, I think the trend is, is clearly up. And I unfortunately think it, it's accelerating, uh, at, least, at least for the next probably four reporting cycles. Um, I do think we're closer to the end than the beginning. I mean, I think that's good news. Uh, I think the, you know, but still it's, it's going to be a pretty weak Q1. I agree the 600 or the 900 billion or $600 unemployment and wasn't enough too little too late. Uh, but the, but I think there's a very good chance. And I think we hear tonight uh, from Mr. Biden or president elect Biden about likely a $2 trillion or more, stimulus plan. And the one thing I could say for sure is this bad unemployment data, and that's on back of bad December numbers, right? It was negative 165,000 when they expected a growth of 80,000. Could mean, could mean that a $2 trillion plan gets through the House and the Senate before the end of January. I mean, it could be, you know, kind of day one activity. And he's setting it up that way, right? He's going to announce it today. He's already going to start working and negotiating, I am sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, God, another two trillion on top of nine hundred billion on top of three point three trillion. I mean, it's, it's got to be like fifteen, eighteen percent of GDP at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, you know. So we did. Some of you are aware that I did my quarterly mastermind day yesterday, and one of the uh, so one of the, the panelists is my friend Bruce Frazier, who is a very successful distressed asset syndicator. And he, he has a degree in economics and he's uh, very, he also runs a hedge fund. He's, he's very on top of economic data. Mm-hmm. And he said something that really surprised me, which was that the US as a percentage of its, now we're always you know, looking at Europe and saying, oh, look at those you know, socialist countries, how much money they spend, how high their taxes are, et cetera. He actually said that as a percentage of GDP, the, the United States has uh, put out much more stimulus and gone into much more debt than European countries have, which I was really surprised to hear. Interesting. And I think probably, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that what, what they did in Europe essentially was just send everybody checks. Right? Yeah, very they, clearly Europe, Europe yeah. was about the people, yes. Yeah, so they didn't have like these kind of ridiculous, like frankly open to all kinds of corruption kind of programs like PPP mm-hmm. and, and they just like layered on all, like I've been thinking a lot about this recently. It seems to me like, you know, if you had to do this all, all, all over again, and frankly, I hope that what's happening in Washington now is that people are saying, hey, a pandemic could happen again if it happens again and we have to have shutdowns again, what kind of stimulus package are we going to pass that's responsible, but also like clean and, uh, and efficient, right? Yep. And if I were to do that myself, trying to think about what, what that would look like, I think it would basically be like 
rent payments for businesses mm -hmm. and then checks to individuals and that's it. Like none of this stuff like, you know, oh, we're gonna give money to businesses so that they can pay their employees if they keep them employed. And like, just let's just say, you know, okay, it, this thing takes two weeks to spread. Mm -hmm. We're gonna shut the whole thing down for a month yep. and we're gonna support everybody for a month. Yeah. Right? No gaps, and yep. No gaps, just like shut down, stay home for a month and we're just gonna pay you to stay home. And for all your businesses, we'll pay your rent for a month, right? I mean, that seems to me would be yeah. so much cheaper and less restrictive of personal freedom to the extent that that's what some people are really concerned about mm -hmm. than like the way that things got rolled out, like yeah. hodgepodge and, and, and granted like people, you know, who's essential, who's not essential. The big stores win, the little ones don't. Yeah. Crazy. All that kind of stuff. I mean, it should have just been, I mean, they could figure out very easily some kind of like income test or business size test and say anybody, you know, above this line, you, you know, you're not getting anything, anybody below the, or they can graduate it or whatever. Yeah. And the same thing with incomes, they can say, Hey, look, you know, if you were making a million dollars a year, like you, you're, you you do not need 2000 bucks, yeah. you know, a month or whatever, but for everybody else, you know, send them, you know, the, a payment to stay home for a month and, and let businesses just go on vacation for a month. Yeah. Unless they're essential, right. You know, so supermarkets and that yeah, kind of pharmacies stuff. and stuff. Yep. And, and, and then shut everything else down. And that would have cost us think, a tiny fraction of what we wound up spending. Agreed. And, and also, and just, if you just shut it down, we could have like whipped the thing. Yeah. You know, like, 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 like New Zealand did. Right. Yep. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The one thing that would be interesting to me today is I, and again, it was funny. Goldman came out last week and said, Oh, we expect Biden to come out with a $600 billion stimulus. And I freaking laughed in my daily financial news. I said, I, I bet money it'll be 1.6 versus six. And now we're mm -hmm. looking at over two. Um, the, the thing that I'm going to be looking forward to this evening is how are they going to target it? To your point, right. my hope is, you know, this, this is almost $6 trillion. My hope is that we got smarter. I'm, I'm, it's a hope at this point, yeah. but that's what I'll be looking for uh, this, this afternoon or this evening when that data comes out. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, not to throw all my multimillionaire friends under the bus, but I don't think you guys should be getting $2,000 checks. I agree. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, like, uh, so, yeah. and I, and I don't know how you, I mean, honestly, I don't know how they, like for me personally, and I don't know how it was for you. Like my, my business was online already. Mm -hmm. Right. So didn't really get affected. And if anything, it, people were home and they had, yeah, they were online. So, uh, coaching programs and things like that did fine. I, I was obviously when this whole thing started, I was freaking out because I thought like, Oh my God, the bottom's going to fall out. Like this mm -hmm. is an expense that nobody really needs. They're all going to cancel. And you know, some people did, some people were, were forced to mm -hmm. leave the group, but for the most part, uh, you know, it didn't happen and uh, you know new people joined and it was uh, you know it, it was you know clear sailing ahead so clearly like i didn't need any stimulus money yeah. but uh and i don't know how the government could but you know how they could figure that out exactly like who should get it and who who shouldn't but uh but clearly like i think there has to be a better plan and and it may it may be the case that this doesn't happen for another 100 years hopefully that's that's what that's the case but mm -hmm. 
uh, if it does, we should have a plan for it the next time. I agree. And, and know, how to, know how to do it without just kind of this piecemeal, like, oh, here's another trillion. Here's another trillion. Here's another trillion. It's just, yeah. it's just, you know. Well, as we wrap up this first section, one question I know I want to ask is, do you, do you agree? Are we on the upward trend now? So 965, it'll be something greater than that next week. Do you think this was an anomaly, kind of a catch-up week? Where, where, where is your head at as you look I, at what's coming? I mean, I think, I think the claims are going to continue to be high. I don't know if we're going to go over a million or not, but I think, you know, it is winter time. It is that just makes it more difficult to, you know, in, in cold weather states, uh, you know, it's just hard to sit outside and eat when it's, you know, 30 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I, I did it the other day. Uh, you know, it was, it was cold. Um, I bet. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it just, I think people's appetite for doing that is, is clearly a lot less than it was in the summertime when it was right. almost like a party, a party atmosphere in the streets of New York with people eating outside, you know, and um, you just can't do that now. So I think until the weather warms up again, I think I would say through March, you know, we're going to be seeing tough numbers. And then when the weather gets warmer, it'll be better. And hopefully, you know, by March, it, those vaccines will have been rolled out pretty well. I mean, I'm, I'm already seeing Facebook friends saying, Hey, like I'm now eligible for the vaccine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't got it, you know, even though they're not in any of the specialized categories anymore. So, uh, so hopefully, you know, by March, we'll really have substantial rollout and substantial compliance with it. And, uh, and we'll be able to start opening things up and going back to normal. I mean, I think, I think, you know, one thing, sure before we close the segment, I do think that once we, once we put this behind us, right, there is going to be an enormous unleashing of pent up demand uh, in the economy. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be uh, interesting because the pent up demand, I think is going, you know, typically you think of pent up demand, it's like people not buying stuff that they wanted to buy, like TVs and washing machines and stuff like that. People have been buying TVs and washing machines and stuff all along, right? That that has manufacturing has actually been pretty in pretty good shape mm-hmm. during throughout this whole thing, and a lot of manufacturers have switched into other. So like a lot of you know, even though it turned out that say like the liquor industry wound up doing super well, a lot of them also switched into making hand sanitizer, right? right? So they they really had a boom, right? So they're making they're selling out everything that they could, all the booze they could make plus you know, they're selling out all the hand sanitizer they could make, uh, you know, so there's that kind of stuff too. So they're definitely, uh, you know, winners. Actually, an interesting, sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but I thought this is interesting to note. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a good friend who um, helps New York, sta- the, basically works for the state of New York, promoting the wine industry in New York, right, which is a, a, a growing industry. We actually produce, we're the second biggest wine producing state. Oh. A lot of people don't realize that. No and idea. Um, have a big, there's like six different wine regions in New York state. And so anyway, uh, they were very concerned because a lot of the wineries were dependent on these bus tours where people would roll in in buses and they'd do a tasting and then they'd roll into the next place. And so, but they had to shut all that down. What happened? So of course, everybody thought like, oh my God, the, all the wineries are going to go out of business. They stopped these bus tours. They started scheduling people by reservation. What they found out was that when you have people sit down and they do a tasting and they have some food, they spend much more money Mm. than they did 
when they rolled in with a bus, did a tasting for $3 or $6 and rolled out. So they're probably never gonna go back to the bus tours because they're actually making more money. Uh, but they never would have COVID, without COVID, they never would have Yeah, that was realized the, this, That was the right? accepted practice. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so that was how they thought we'd get as many people in, but they were doing like really like high volume, low sales. And now they're like, boy, this is so much better. It's like, there's less cleaning to do. There's less like hassle with all these like people showing, drunk showing up on a bus. You know, it's like, it's like a much more like civilized, like, you know, and the spend is much higher. So they're like, why are we going to go back? So there've been some changes to COVID. But anyway, what I wanted to say though, is that I think the pent up demand is really about like going out to eat, traveling, oh, for getting sure. on a plane, it's the experience. We have missed experiences. Yeah it's, yeah. yeah, it's all that stuff that people have so I think, you know, for those restaurants and whatnot that have managed to survive, uh, and, and actually what we're seeing in New York is a lot of restaurants have just decided, like, we're just going on hiatus. So mm-hmm. they haven't gone out of business, but they've just shut down till March. And, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're like, okay, we've got enough cash in the bank just to pay the rent. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to just keep on paying our rent. And then we reopen in the spring. And um, so I think that to the extent that restaurants and stuff survive a lot of those places are going to be booming once COVID is behind us right so i think that's where the pent-up demand is going to is going to show itself yeah i guess what i'll wrap this one up is i think january is going to be a rough month for unemployment claims we're kind of paying the sins of the past months just as we go forward i do think i still continually think that q1 will be better than q4 q2 better than q1 q3 better than q2 uh i i think i think brighter days are ahead uh, but that's that's where we're at. So thank you very much for uh, episode one. Absolutely.